Hey everyone, I'm Julie Gunlock, host of the Bespoke Parenting Hour. For those new to the program, this podcast is focused on how parents should custom tailor their parenting style to fit what's best for their families, themselves, and most importantly, their kids. Joining me today is Ina Daly. She has been a professional truck driver for over 38 years, and she's accumulated over 3.5 million accident-free miles. That's really impressive. She drives for XPO Logistics and has been with them for 37 years. Boy, they must be a great company. Ina has completed the Arizona State Truck Driving Championships 27 times and the National Truck Driving Championship 14 times. Um, I have a list here of other truck competitions that she's actually uh, competed in, which is very impressive. Ina has a daughter, Alyssa, and two grandchildren, Evan and Marley. She resides in Avondale, Arizona, and continues to drive short haul runs out of Phoenix, Arizona. Ina, thank you so much for joining us uh, here today. Um, I think this is a, a really interesting perspective you're going to offer. Thanks for coming on. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Glad to share my message. Well, look, I'd like to, to get to your message, and I'd, I'd I'd, I'd like to hear uh, sort of, to be honest with you, it seems like a Herculean effort to, to sort of balance uh, what your profession is and, and raising kids and, and being there for grandkids and all sorts of other stuff. But tell us a little bit about your story. You are a truck driver. Um, and tell us how you got into that industry, first of all. And, you know, when you had kids, uh, you know, I like to kind of start from there and, and talk about sort of your parenting strategies, which are, are, are frankly, an un, that's an unusual uh, situation to be or profession to have first for a woman um, and second for a mom. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, how you got into the trucking industry. Well, I had a truck driver as a father and he was a single parent of six. And wow. yeah, so I saw firsthand how it could be done parenting and driving a truck. And my goal was to become a school teacher and actually was attending college to do that and um, wound up working for my dad's friend in the trucking company office. Mm. And we had a farm. That's how dad kept us out of trouble growing up <laughs> was we, we had a farm also. And um, I could drive the tractors so good compared to my four big brothers. So <laughs> the boss in the trucking company where I was working part-time knew I could drive. And when they'd get shorthanded, they would send me out with a truck to do pickups. Hmm. And then that led to job offers. And um, it paid twice as much as working in the office. And I was a college student trying to save money. So this made sense to start driving, you know, part-time and while well, I continued with college. And dad took me aside and said, you need to just drive, try it, try it for a year. Hmm. And I did. And it was great. What, what, just, just to give me a sort of perspective here, what trucks, what's that worth, you know, what, what kind of trucks were these that when you were, you know, a young girl, young girl, college student, you know, what, what were these trucks? They were, you know, your typical LTL type of trucks, you know, with the double trailers, mostly, mostly the double trailer types. So, um, that's what my dad drove and I kind of went into the exact same place as him. 
it was. So you're you're doing you know, this. You know, you, your dad says, "Hey, why, why don't you try this for a year? You do it for a year, and then what happens?" Well, I made about ten thousand dollars more that first year than I would have made uh, teaching school, mm. and. I had planned on just taking that year and saving up that money and then going back because I finished my junior college and then I was going to go to U of A and finish and even had a partial scholarship there. So it was a tough decision, but I had so much fun. Um, There weren't a lot of women back then, but the men were were pretty much welcoming. You know, there was some, you know, that were like, you should be home having babies. (laughs) So... You know, all women have experienced something like that, but mostly the men were great. Oh, that's great. It was just fun. Yeah. So how, so that first year, what was your route? How far were you, how far were you going? What was, what were the hours? I imagine this industry is much more regulated now uh, than when you started out. So give me a sense of sort of what you were driving the route, how long you were on the road, how long it would take you. I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, well, trucking comes in all variations, as you know. You know, so it takes somebody to pick it up and take it to the dock and load it in the trailer for the ultimate destination. We call it a freight accumulation centers at SB Logistics, where I work now. But um, I was working local, making pickups and deliveries. You know, it's kind of like when you see the UPS truck um, Ah. around your neighborhood. Well, we're talking a bigger truck with a shorter trailer, um, picking up a pallet or two or three. Sure. Like that. So, okay. Yeah. So that was that your first trucking. So that was your first year. So tell me, you know, sort of the phase when, you know, you get married, you have kids. I mean, were you still driving? Did you take a break? You know, tell me sort of the evolution um, of, of well, this. Well, that I don't... I. I protect my daughter, you know, and as far as um, how I became a single parent, but, um, you know, I'll just go, it, you can be pregnant and do this job. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I had help in, in those years when she was young, I had help and, um, you know, and um, from then, you know, it was work and, figure out how to be a single parent. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want accolades for what I did. Sure. You know, I certainly, yeah. certainly saw how it could be done with my dad. You know, he was, men didn't get custody of the children back then. Right. He, he raised six of us with my grandma's help. So well, I knew you, I could do it. Yeah. And you said, and, you know, you said you grew up on a farm and you had older brothers, one of six. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine part of the success that you had in being able to raise your daughter while doing a job that is, you know, may take you out of the home um, and, and probably didn't offer a ton of flexibility. I mean, you might you might be, have been able to choose when you drove, but, you know, it wasn't like there was a work from home option for you um, at, at that time and certainly for that type of work. Right. But it sounds like you had a lot of family helping able to support you and, you know right in the area because I I still live right where I grew up so yeah I knew everybody in the neighborhood my brothers were close and um I had help and I, I had to recruit you know yeah don't don't ever be afraid to ask for help 
but luckily I was Monday through Friday daytime and there were, there was a while that I worked nights and, um, you know, so I would just drop her off at my brother's. She would spend the night and then I'd pick her up in the morning. And, um, you know, it was really a logistical challenge all the time, you know, especially when she got older and wanted to go into sports and, you know, and then wanted to do church on Wednesdays and things like that. So, you know, I always found found ways and then I would I would pay it back. So like my brother's daughter would yeah. get off the school bus at my house and, you know, and so even a two parent household has those same challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Well I read in your Bible or Bible, oh my gosh, what am I saying? I read I'm reading here in your bio, uh, you have two grandchildren. So just just two questions on this. Are you the coolest grandmother? In, in in your neighborhood or uh, I mean are you do they brag about having a grandma that can drive trucks because I, I can well, imagine yeah. Well, yeah actually this this is very funny um, my grandson googles me oh. <laughs> in class so he said nobody believes me that you're on Google and, oh. and then he says that he's on Google as well because there's pictures of him and I oh. doing activities trucking related activities and and um, so he he thinks that's really cool to Google me in class. So, well, not yeah. to be not 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 to leave girls out, but I will tell you, I have three sons, and uh, and I, each of them went through a pretty remarkable truck phase. Okay, where like you know they had their trucks and they, I mean they used to wash them. We would do in my backyard. We would do the tr- um, we do the car wash, and they bring all their trucks out, and we'd run them through the. Tr- truck wash and um so you know i i find i think it's so great that you you have grandkids but i don't know i just gotta say boy a grandson having a grandson and a and a grandmother who who does this for a living is is pretty darn cool and i want to just mention there is a reason that you are on google you have won so many awards and championships you uh won the arizona state trucking driving championship 27 or competed rather in the Arizona State uh, Truck Driving Championship 27 times uh, and the National Truck Driving Championships 14 times. Okay, the coolness factor here is at, is going up and up and up. Uh, you competed as the Arizona State Champion in the NTDC um, uh, in four different classes. Uh, I, I mean, it goes on and on. You won Arizona Trucking Driving Championship Rookie of the Year Award. So that must have been when you started out. Um, and two-time Arizona grand champion. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't, I think you might be the coolest grandma in, in the world. Um, you know, uh, so, so are you still driving? Yes, driving right now. Well, no, I'm, I'm parked right now, but I'm, I'm en route to California. Really? And what are you driving right now? Um, I'm driving a Freightliner truck with two trailers behind me. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I drive for XPO Logistics in the LTL division of it. So you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast here that, you know, you were one of f- very few women in, in the trucking industry when you started. What's it like now? Well, I think the numbers are in the 6 to 7% range with mm-hmm. women in the industry. And... um Certainly, that's why I was anxious to share my message. You know, I'm hoping that other women might consider trucking as a career. 
I've always said women could end that driver shortage <laughs> that you hear so much about. But it's just convincing them to give it a try. And that's why I really hope that some women listening to your show might actually take that step. You know, whether you're a mom, you know, a single mom, you can work local like I did. Or maybe you're an empty nester and you're wanting to try something different. And you want to see the, the country. Then you can go out and drive across the country. Or maybe you're a husband and wife team and you want to go see the country. You know, there's all kinds of options. You know, whether it be, like, I don't have a sleeper on my truck. I don't need to sleep in my truck, thank goodness. I get to go home and go to bed every night. But um, I've had some really cool experiences and I was able to take my daughter with me. Mm. You know, all the championships you talked about, you know, competing in the National Truck Down Championships, you win your state in order to do that. And I got to take my daughter with me. And then I'm on America's Road Team, and I was able to do events all around the country and take her with me. She got to see so much and do so much thanks to the, thanks to the trucking industry. And, you know, working for the right company is really helpful in that, too. But I just... I don't think that a lot of women realize that, you know, you can go out and make that money driving a truck and have fun like me. I really enjoy it and, and um, still be a parent. You know, it's so great to hear you say that. And I also think now with so many educational options out there, I, I personally homeschool my my child, uh, my oldest son, and uh, and you know we 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 call ourselves sort of COVID homeschoolers because we did it in, in response yeah. to to co- the COVID shutdowns. Um, but you think about my goodness, how what first of all, what an education your daughter got seeing the country, seeing different, and also seeing her mom, you know, sort of having to you know, handle this big truck and, and work in an industry that where a lot of women, that's a great message also to send to your daughter that you're working in this industry and have been for so long in an industry that, you know, obviously has a, a, a smaller number of women in it. Uh, but, you know, today, if people wanted to get into this industry, you could, you know, you could actually homeschool if if you wanted to, uh, you know, yeah, once you get to your destination. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's so many, you know, I, I imagine a lot of trucks now, now sort of have Wi-Fi. There's even online schools. So, you know, you don't even, you know, you could be in your, in your vehicle, uh, you know, tr- literally trucking along and that, you know, that your child could be on an online mm-hmm. class. So it's really wonderful. You know, this is one of the reasons I so love technology is because, and, you know, my producer, Tim and I, Tim was once a guest on the show and, and, uh, and he's always sending like interesting sort of ideas of how to spy on my, my kid. You can jump in here, Tim, if you're disagreeing with anything that I'm saying, but, um, but, uh, but, you know, there are just so many ways in which parenting is actually easier now and educating kids is easier now. And so as you're talking about this, getting to show your kid the world, you know, and maybe even help them with it, with with their own education while having this job. I mean, I might just be signing up to to drive some trucks myself right now. This sounds like a pretty great life. Yeah, I mean, the possibilities are endless with all the technology that you're talking about. So yeah, for trucks. sure. I I wish some of those um, options were there for me when yeah. my daughter was young. Yeah, you know, um, with all the school options that you see now. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of sad that the COVID situation has forced homeschooling, but I'm a believer, you know, yeah. in um, having that option. 
You know, I, I I honestly say, you know, God, it's 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 almost like dangerous to say, oh, well, the silver lining. You can't really say that about a disease that has killed millions. But I do think it has rocked the world in a way that it's transformational, both in education, I think. And, you know, look, I, I think it's great that that um, many meetings now are happening on Zoom. There are an awful lot of women who actually you know, they might go on maternity leave, but it's sure is hard to go back to work after six weeks. I think, you know, having a work from home option, I think businesses now see uh, that, you know, women or or men, you know, who who uh, can be productive mm-hmm. in a work from home or not in a traditional work environment. And certainly for truckers, for women who want to get on the road and want to do, you know, I, I imagine many women with young children are like, Ugh, I can't do this. I got to be home you know for pickup or whatever but if you choose an educational option like homeschooling or an or a full online school and you have wi-fi in your truck i mean it it opens up like you said it opens up so many possibilities especially for women so it's really really an sort of an exciting sort of development um you know i want to talk i want to pivot just a little bit um and talk about you know Obviously, the trucking industry is big time in the news because you mentioned the supply chain kind of issues. I know there are driver shortages. You know, this is, you know, sort of this, this, uh, I think, I think the economy is having a really hard problem with these sort of extended unemployment benefits and then you know, do they, you know, in some cases they might match, you know, what a person can make in some jobs. Um, you know, you have driver compensation issues, uh, you know, where are trucks going to park? You know, there's a whole, bo- a whole lot of regulations, insurance, you name it. There's a ton of issues um, in the, in the trucking industry. Um, but I want to talk specifically about the supply chain and worker shortages. Is that something you know, that you're experiencing, uh, you know, back, you know, backlogs or, or, or even like, you know, trucks not being able to get to the location that they need to get to for various reasons. What, what have you experienced, um, in this, in this area? Well, I think all companies and all industries have really been am- impacted by, um, COVID, you know, with worker shortages and, and sickness, you know, people being out. I mean, we're seeing, again right now with the Omicron um, hitting us again. Yeah. But I can tell you in my company, we hired extra. Mm. Um, we were behind like every other company for a while, a, a few months back, and now we're caught up again. Mm. But it's it's to the point where companies are hiring extra and accepting that they're going to have people out. You know, they're doing all they can to mitigate exposure, but you know, it's impossible when you, when you're in the front line, you know, essential workers like us. Um, so they're, they're buying all the trucks they can get, building trailers as fast as they can get them and, and staffing, um, staffing high yeah. so that they can be prepared. And we are doing our part in the supply chain crisis. Trucking is, we're getting the freight from, point A to point B. The problem, I think, right now with the supply chain is more so with, you know, international um, problems with raw materials and manufacturing yeah. and getting those container ships unloaded. We still see that problem over there in the port of L.A. and Long Beach and 
you know, they're working on it, but I think it highlighted the fact that we need to make changes. And like you talked about the regulation, um, we had just gotten to be extreme. We're one of the most heavily regulated industries in yeah. the country and it, it needed to be eased. You know, um, we're limited on hours that we can work. Yeah. You know, with, um, driving and there is, a, you mentioned also uh, the parking issue. That's a huge issue. We just had a, a, a big infrastructure bill passed and not one mention of truck parking in that Unbelievable. bill. But we are very grateful, though, that we're going to see some improvements in the roads because the potholes and the no, congestion. Sure. And, you, you know, there's, I'm going to drive 11 hours in a day. Yeah. But um, very few drivers can actually drive that. Yeah. Uh, average driver is only going to be six and a half to seven hours a day. That's a lot of wasted productivity because of traffic congestion and construction and, you know, things like that. So, you know, we really need to address con- congestion and, and there's so much that needs to be done. I know they're working on it. Well, I think I think it I think it also frustrated a lot of people in this country that you had an infrastructure bill which should really be geared towards doing things like, you know, transportation, um like fixing the roads as you said, you know, the potholes mm-hmm. and 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 creating, you know, larger parking spaces and providing for parking spaces for uh these big rigs, you know, especially as we're having supply chain issues. I mean, that's part of it. You had a massive snowstorm um in in the Washington DC area and people were were stuck in their cars and truckers were stuck in their cars for over 24 oh, hours. Yeah. I mean, that is what a transportation bill should be focused on, not, you know, measuring ant farts, you know, on an, you know, in an, in an, on an oh. ant farm. I mean, <laughs> there are some there I'm yeah. making, I'm actually making that ant farts up because, but I can guarantee yeah. you, but, I will find something as ridiculous and non-related to transportation in these bills. Um, we have a problem in this country with transportation. We have a problem in this country with the supply chain and and f- with this industry that is working so hard and overregulated industry, um, and then so no help or or limited. And I think there there they, there definitely was some transportation in that bill, but um, but it frustrates me and I think a lot of others that that Washington can pack these bills with so much excess that it then doesn't pass um, and then the relief doesn't get to the trucking industry or those who really need it. Right. And there shouldn't be restrictions on who could build the road and yeah. you know, things like that. We just need to get the road built. That's and, right. That's uh, widened right. And ease the congestion. You know, that's what we do in trucking. You know, my dad always used to say, that's trucking. You know, you do the job till it's done. Yeah. So what we do is we get a load and we get it. We make plans to get it there. That's our goal. Get it. Well, and, the, you know, I, I think I, the, yeah. the government, you know, struggle with getting things to fruition is, is troubling. Yeah. I think so. I think Washington's motto is a little, different it's like we do things until it's you know kind of sort of not really done but you know eh, oh well we're distracted so yeah uh they could they could use a little of, of that uh that trucker attitude um i'd like to to just ask you as we wrap up here if people are interested in getting involved in this industry and particularly women and i hate to put you on uh on the spot like this but is there is there a place that or or, you know, fun blogs or, or uh, you know, resources, really, where people can find out a little bit more about getting started? 
Well, of course, you can go to trucking.org, and that's the American Trucking Association's website. Yeah. There will be resources there. There's uh, Twitter, TMAF, hashtag TMAF, Truckers Move America Forward, and um, I think there's Women in Trucking. They have a, a really great great option and website. Um, every company, basically, you go on any company's website, right com, and they have a you know a, a resources sign up for jobs there you can actually start out on the dock mm. working you know loading and unloading and they'll train you they'll sign you up for, if you want if you pass all the background check and all that you, um, you can be trained to be a driver uh, by drivers like me and uh, earn a living doing it so um, you can be a driver in just a few months well Ina you have been enormously informative and uh, and 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 just kind of frankly encouraging um, to I think a lot of women who would be interested in this and again as we said you know, technology's made things a lot easier, um, especially you know compared to when you were starting out and had young kids. I think uh, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of options now uh, for women, for single women, for professional women looking for a way to balance uh, motherhood and their professional life and you know their duties, um, running a home and and caring for their families. So. This has been really enlightening. I am really excited uh, that uh, that I got to talk to you, and I, I hope your grandson listens to this podcast because you are <laughs> indeed a very, very cool grandma. Well, thank you. And uh, like I said, I just wanted my message to be, you know, if you if you're looking for something more fun and more rewarding financially, and you're a parent, um, consider it. You know. Uh, there's well, a lot of women out here that would love to have you join us. That's so great. Thanks again for coming on. And I hope we can check back with you um, again uh, on this, this really unique and interesting um, way to way to live your life and, and make a living. Well, thank you, Julie. And thanks for um, inviting me. You know, it's really important to, to get our message out there. So thank yeah, you. It's great. Thanks again. Thanks everyone for being here for another episode of the Bespoke Parenting Hour. If you enjoyed this episode or like the podcast in general, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. This helps ensure that the podcast reaches as many listeners as possible. If you haven't subscribed to the Bespoke Parenting Hour on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts, please do so so you won't miss an episode. Don't forget to share this episode and let your friends know that they can get Bespoke episodes on their favorite podcast app. From all of us here at the Independent Women's Forum, Thanks for listening.